Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors. Cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today's guest is a friend of the show. She's a listener, but she's also become a friend, personally, and her name is Adrienne Ben, and she's here to talk about her podcast, which is called Strangers Abroad, and we're going to be diving into a series of personal adventures, cultural topics, and interviews that she's had with uh, fellow travelers. Welcome to the show, Adrienne. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, for the listeners that don't know uh, about you, Adrian, why don't you tell them about uh, the journey that you've had so far, you know, what led to this podcast and, and how we even met in the first place? Right. Oh, whoa, that's such a big question. <laughs> <laughs> so to abridge it, I guess um, I graduated university about four years ago and I am a New Yorker. I went to school in New York. I'm originally from upstate and then I went to school in Westchester and it was such a default for everybody else to just like, we graduated, moved to Brooklyn, you know, just like hop right over. And I was like, nah, I can't do that yet. Like I can't (laughs) commit to that yet. And I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And I had done a study abroad program that blew my mind, just like changed my worldview. I went, I studied abroad in Prague in the Czech Republic. And to be totally honest, like I didn't even know where the Czech Republic was on a map. Like I was like, I just need to go. I need to get out of here. And, um, it was as a 19 year old who, you know, you, you think, you know, everything when you're a teenager, it was the most humbling experience to stand in front of a castle that is older than the country that you had come from. So that's when I really realized that I don't know anything and I don't, but I needed to learn everything. You know, I needed, I have this like 
need to learn as much as possible, uh, which is overwhelming at times. And uh, I definitely overwhelm myself sometimes. But um, so, so I decided to just, I booked a one-way ticket to Paris and I backpacked and volunteered for eight months. And it was incredible. And I met some of the most wonderful and weird people had I had I never gone out and, and found them. So um so then I came back to the States and was still feeling very wanderlusty and I did an AmeriCorps program. I moved out west to Portland, Oregon, and I thought that I had seen so much beauty and I had been exposed to like so many beautiful things that I really wanted to give back. And I really wanted to see kind of like the other side of things. So I worked, uh, I did social work in Portland, Oregon, and that was very challenging. And it was a very vulnerable, very vulnerable time in my life. And still lots of questions, still no like clear cut direction. And, um, I actually ended up getting involved in a relationship that was pretty codependent and, um, and kind of emotionally abusive. And that made things muddier and, and, uh, that made things, yeah, just not as clear. So, so when the AmeriCorps program was over, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I, I knew that travel had like always been this thing growing inside of me that I still like a thirst that I just needed to quench (laughs) as much of a cliche as that is, but it really, it really was. And I was so lost and I had really lost a lot of who I was because of this relationship that I was in and, um, knew that I needed to change. So I booked a one-way ticket to Mexico, but I also booked a one-way ticket to Mexico with the partner that I was seeing because when you're in a codependent relationship, you don't realize that like you feel like you can't do anything without that person and you rely on them and depend on things for like really minuscule, really minuscule things. And it's really hard to get out of that. So, um, so my, my goal with going to Mexico was I wanted to go to Peru. There was a chocolate shop in Peru that I wanted to work at. I thought at the time I wanted to be in the food industry. And so I was like, okay, I'll backpack from Mexico to Peru and, and I'll eat all the chocolate on the way. And, um, and maybe that'll give me like some more direction and the my my traveling companion boyfriend at the time was um he was supposed to come with me to Costa Rica and then and then he would go back to the states and we we pretty much broke up like the first day oh wow oh my goodness <laughs> we got to we this is okay i'm going to tell you like a really crazy story <laughs> we um got to i flew from new york he flew from Portland. So we were meeting each other at the airport in Mexico City. Neither of us had 
ever been to Mexico City before. This was his first time out of the country. And he had this like weird expectation that like because I had, this is my interpretation of his expectation, but that because I had traveled and I had really like planned the trip that once we got there, like I would just know everything as to like how to maneuver and how to get around and everything. But like, as everybody knows, the first time that you go anywhere, you don't know anything. So he just had these like, very high unrealistic expectations and um we so like we were lost for a while and we had a couch surfer that was staying at the complete opposite end of where the airport was in mexico city so we had to take like a million trains to get there and and it's like six in the morning so we're also hitting rush hour and both of us are <laughs> both of us are blonde and Mexico City is pretty homogenous looking so we just really stood out like two all american sore thumbs and uh it was so i mean like i live in new york now and mexico like traveling through the metro system of mexico city was insane because the Mexico City is the largest city in North America with I think like somewhere between 18 and 20,000 million people maneuvering through the subway system but the subway system does not uh is not sized to capacitate that many people so you're just like part of this swarm so once you get into the mob like there's no like you either get on that train because like the crowd pushes you into the train or the crowd didn't make it there yet. So we finally get onto one of the trains and it's like so tight and we've got all of our stuff with us. And literally the moment John walks on, uh, his cell phone gets stolen. And I was like, Oh my God. Uh, and he's really upset obviously obviously he's upset and we get off the train at like the next stop and it it clears out and then i realized that one of my side pockets was open and my passport had been stolen what and so like within three hours <laughs> of of a landing in mexico our cell phone his cell phone and my passport were stolen like in a blink of an eye and um and we, I just like I just broke down, like I just cried on the, <laughs> I just cried in the middle of the metro, and then he started like yelling at me because he was like, "You're drawing attention to yourself," and I was like, "This is, I like my identity is gone." And also like when you're, as someone who had traveled before, and this is a relatively superficial statement, but like as someone who's traveled before, I had like twenty stamps in my passport you know like as someone who travels a lot like your pa your stamps are so coveted you know and it's like oh there's there's all these like but at the same time like a passport can get stolen a passport is only this like tangible thing but it's never going to take away all of the memories that you have of that place and like that can never be stolen so that was something that like i really came to terms with was this this feeling of like impermanence and like if all of my shit gets stolen like that's okay and i will figure out a way how to persevere through that so everyone always fears the worst case scenario worst case scenario you get your passport stolen and it happened 
And now I know how to like maneuver and deal throughout all of that and what to do. Um, so anyways, that was a longer tangent, but, um, I still love Mexico. Mexico is like definitely my, uh, one of my favorite countries. Like it's other than that, like blip, it was one of the most incredible, uh, experiences that I've ever had. And so then, um, so then I knew I wanted to do a podcast, but I didn't really figure out how I wanted to do it. And then I just decided to, uh, interview all of the people who I had met, who I would bump into, who were doing really interesting or different things or were really like fascinating local who had a really good perspective on like what the, or like an honest perspective of the country that they were living in. And, um, so I just made my way from Mexico all the way to Peru. I went all throughout central did Colombia and then flew from Colombia to Peru. And, um, I thought I was going to be there three months, was there for five months and came home and started editing and working on this podcast. So <laughs> that's the long story. No. And, <laughs> well, I, I have a few questions before we go into this, uh, what strangers, mm -hmm. strangers abroad is, what do you feel like yeah. you learned most about yourself, uh, in this trip? Oh my God. Um, I learned that I can absolutely, I think I found myself again. I think after being in a relationship where I felt like I had really, I had lost such a sense of like independence. Like my mom has always said that, like, I've been always on the go ever since I could crawl. Like I was always moving and always like, and I would bump into things and I would be like bruised or maybe bleeding, but like, I didn't cry about it. Like I just kept going. I was like, there's more to explore. Like I still have more like lower things on the ground to like explore as a baby. And I feel like in that relationship, I had lost that. And I think I found that again once I stopped traveling with him. So he, we left each other in Belize uh, I have not seen him since. Huh. And, um, and I, I, I feel like the moment he was gone, I could breathe again. Hmm. And, uh, and I felt, I, I was like, this is what I need to do. So I, I feel like I learned that I can persevere and I can, I can do it all like, on my own and I can travel as a woman on my own without the help of anybody. But that's not, but that's not necessarily true. Like the thing is, is like, I feel like people say that where it's like, I can do it on my own, but like so many people helped me, like so many people helped me that I can't, I don't have the audacity to say like, I did it a hundred percent on my own because like lots of people help you, especially as like, <laughs> especially as a solo female traveler. And I feel like I've gotten this from a lot of other like really badass ladies as well who have done the same thing where people really, I don't think people prey on you as much as they look out for you, especially as a woman, because everybody knows that like this shit is more dangerous. Um, so I feel like I always get the sense that people are looking out more than they are 
preying on you. Hmm. So I definitely learned that like, I don't, I don't, I didn't have to, I didn't have to be in that relationship. I didn't have to, I didn't have to be dependent on somebody. And I think I just like, I found my independence. And then obviously every time you go abroad, you just realize that you don't, I always learn that I don't know anything. That's the one thing I always take away is like, I come back so much more humbled, so much more humbled. So yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I mean, I think that's interesting with your, your self-discovery and, and learning how to navigate that codependency that you had with that, with the, yeah. your, your, your ex. So you come back to America. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are you experiencing? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so I came back to New York and I went back upstate. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Where my family was. And I was very tired at that point. Latin America really took a lot out of me. Um... I feel like I wasn't, I was much more exhausted after five months in Latin America because I didn't, it was just, it was just rougher on my body. And I was also like, well, I'm getting, I guess maybe age is like a little bit of it, but I was still young. <laughs> but like, um, whereas like with Europe, it's so much easier to travel. Like I can fly from Rome to the Netherlands to Ireland in a weekend, whereas I'm going to be on a 16 hour bus going from, you know, uh, uh, like Tulum to Belize city. So it was a lot rougher on my body. It was a lot more, um, yeah, it was just much more strenuous. And so we came back to New York and I was tired. I was like, okay, maybe I should just like stay in New York. And the, the, the boyfriend, the partner wanted me to come back out to Portland and I was like I don't think I like Portland and I don't think I like I can't be with you anymore so um so then within three weeks of like breaking up with him because the plan was like maybe I'll go back to Portland because you're codependent and you're like you you feel like you can't live your life without this person that like they weirdly because the, the reason that I was with him was because he provided me a sense of direction like he had a confident clear-cut goal as to what he wanted to do with his life and I think he's killing it with his life right now and like I'm very proud of him and that's really that's really incredible but like I was not so stable within myself so um so I knew that I just had to like 
he gave me direction, but it wasn't the direction that I should be going in. So I, I knew I just needed to like cut that. So, and then within three weeks I moved to Brooklyn and all my friends are in Brooklyn and my family's still very close. So like that makes sense to me. And I think that New York will always be my home base. And, um, and then for the past year and a half, I've had like a few job changes, uh, trying to figure out more what I wanted to, to do just how to, like, how can you be a creative in New York and still make money? Unfortunately, there's plenty of ways to do that. Um, and, but I've allowed myself to really persevere on this podcast and I've been working on it for a long time. Uh, and it's the first project that I've ever had that I've completed, which is very unlikely <laughs> for, for how I've, uh, done all of my other like ideas and projects and stuff. So yeah. And then I launched it right before the holidays. Cause I was like, I just need to do it. I just need to get it out there and let's do it. And now you're here with the strangers abroad podcast. So what, what, and you've been working on it for a long time. Cause I, I, I did remember when you first started on it and now you, you know, you were, it's very storyteller driven. So it's a lot of production what what is your hope? I mean, and I guess to start off, can you tell the audience what's about and what to expect? Because I've listened to the first few episodes and it's pretty good. I know you don't like the fact that uh, you you didn't you were using it with iPads and stuff like that, but I like the stories and um and the people you came across. It's very very interesting. Thank you. Um. So so right. So like I kind of mentioned earlier, I wanted to document all of the people that I met along the way throughout Latin America because I was very disappointed with how poorly I had documented all of the wonderful people that I met when I was backpacking throughout Europe. So um, so I just wanted to share their stories and I really want to show people that it's okay to take time off to travel, that it's okay to go and explore and find yourself and figure out what, like we don't have to immediately fall into this like very conventional path of graduating college and then moving to a city and working there for a few years and then meeting someone, getting, you know, like that whole cliche, which I think is still very, especially coming from New York where it's like the, your career is like everything. Like the Protestant work ethic is like so deeply embedded inside of all of us. And, um, and it's so okay to not do that. And it's so okay to just like kind of let the wind take you for a little bit. And I wanted to get conversations of other people doing very similar things. And so I get to interview like a wide variety of people who are just really, who are just such badasses. Like I interviewed this one couple who biohacked their, their van and have been to run on like biofuel and have been road tripping all throughout Mexico and want to go all throughout, um, all throughout central, uh, girls who, Canadian girls who quit college and are working at chocolate shops in Peru. I was fortunate to meet someone who has the Guinness world record of going to every single country in the world without flying. And I met him at this very cool Island bar in Bogus del Toro, Panama. And, and I think that travel, you, 
you become a better person. Like there's no way that you don't come back learning something. And hopefully, ideally you want to, ideally you want people to go out and you want people to learn and you want people to be humbled and make them feel more connected because we it's it becomes so evident when you travel that like we're so similar to each other like just because you grew up in in Kenya or Beijing or Queensland we all have very similar desires and needs and motivations and it, it, it just gives you so much faith in humanity especially in America when I think that there's such hysteria. I mean, like now we can't even trust the news anymore. <laughs> it's just so, it's so, they, it makes humans have this horrible, um, no, I don't want to say horrible. I think evolutionarily we have, we've developed to be very tribal and we've developed to be very suspicious of the other because it's like, I have my resources and I want my resources to take care of the people that I love and take care of. And I don't want anybody else to take those resources. And mm -hmm. we find ways of othering people. And, um, and I think it's so much, it's so much quicker to just, to just like put a label. And unfortunately those are, um, those are ideals that are still embedded in us when I think as a species, we should know better by now, you know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. we yeah. should know better by now. Um, and we don't have to like keep fighting and like killing each other over these like incredibly superficial things. But with that, like there's so much history embedded and like so much tension embedded in it that like, yeah, I don't know where, how to like, how to get out of it at this point. So I think that when you travel, it breaks it because you realize that you just realize that we're so much more similar to each other, regardless of how many miles apart, uh, you were raised or, or what foods you were, uh, you grew up on, like, we're just so much more similar. So, Yeah. I think it also depends on the type of travel you do. Like the type of travel you did, you know, you were actually integrating a lot with, with a lot of the natives, right? You were talking with yeah. that. Um, and even if you were talking to other foreigners, you were sharing experiences around that. And I think there's certainly a type of travel where either you're, I mean, I was talking to one of my good friends who's a gymnast and she said, you know, she's been to over, uh, I think 40 countries, but she didn't get to experience the cities the way she wanted to because it was mm. just there for competitions. And there, there are the people that just go and stay in, in different areas. So they're, you know. That's I, totally true. Yeah, I always say with traveling, it's, it's the type of stuff that you've done. You get to actually interact with people and see and experience the culture. And then, then you get to see the, the idea of being comfortable with people's differences, but also embracing the similarities that you all have and differences within that. So I think it's right. interesting. Yeah. Because there are differences, and like the differences are what is exciting. Or it's like, oh, you, yeah. you guys do it that way? That's so amazing. You know, like I had the hardest time in Albania ordering a gyro because in Albania, like them shaking their head up and down means no, and side to side means yes. And so it was like very confusing. <laughs> like when I can they asked. see how that would be confusing. <laughs> 
And so, and like, that's the beauty of it. Like with diversity, like diversity is the reason that we've been able to conquer the planet. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's like, how can we not celebrate that? And how can we not just like be so inspired by all of that? I don't know. Like that's the thing that keeps me going is like, I know that I'm always going to be learning something. And I think the one thing that I totally suggest for people where it is really easy to just like rent a hotel or rent a hostel and like you hang out with other people who are also traveling through and you go to the more like expat bars and everything. But like, I think the one thing I always felt very connected when I talked to strangers, like I love, I still like my best days in New York are when I can compliment or like make somebody laugh like in in line or like on the subway or something you know like I love talking to strangers and I think that regardless of how you travel as long as you talk to one stranger and you try to like like really have a conversation with them about how they see the world and I think the easiest way to do that is with taxi cab drivers like I've had the best conversations with taxi cab drivers. I would love to do a podcast where I just interviewed taxi cab drivers because they have amazing stories. Um, and yeah, I think as long as you just push yourself to talk to somebody who is from that area, um, then yeah, then, then you can still kind of have like that same bit of a, a peek into their culture. Right. If that right. Makes sense, well, know? well, Tell us, tell us uh, where we can find this amazing show. Then I'm, I'm, I'm not just blowing smoke there. I, I've, you know, I've listened. I think you've done what eight episodes or seven? I can't remember. Yeah, it's... I think I'm gonna release right after this. I'm gonna release my uh, eighth one. Yeah, so <laughs> seven. So up to this point, yeah. But um, by the time this comes out, I'm sure I'll be more. Um, yes. But yeah, and then I, I really love the, the storytelling. So where can people find uh, find out more about your podcast and subscribe and all? Yeah. This? Um, so you can go to strangersabroadpodcast.com where you will see like all of my, I'm starting to just curate more thoughts and ideas, um, and writings about travel and everything, but that's where all the episodes are. There are also links to SoundCloud, but I think the best way to do it is just find me on iTunes and you can just type in strangers abroad on the podcast section i'm also on instagram and i'm trying to curate a very lovely travel instagram as well and hopefully by the time and that's also just strangers abroad podcast and hopefully by the time this is launched uh this episode is launched uh i'll have my twitter (laughs) all in all in check and up and running and everything Awesome, awesome. No, I'll definitely put that in the show notes and make sure that you, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, everybody can find your way. But, um, you know, I I always love love when I, I get to meet people that experience what you experience, you know, have a personal experience with travel and are using that experience to turn into a creative type of content or teaching lesson. That's my favorite thing. So I love that. Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah, no, no. Oh, before we go, last question. How yeah. do you use your difference to make a difference? <laughs> Ooh, how do I use my difference to make a difference? I think that like I am very intentional about being kind to people. I think that kindness is everything. And it's so simple. It's so simple to give. And it's so gratifying on both ends. And I think that 
especially living in New York, I promised myself I wouldn't become this like <laughs> the, the angry New Yorker that I really try to be as kind to as many strangers as possible. That doesn't mean I always talk to everybody, but like when, you know, like when people are like coming up to you, but like I'll, I will always try to be as kind to everyone as I can. So, yeah. Oh, kindness is something that we need every day. And I think, I don't know that everybody is. So there's definitely definitely one way, but, um, okay. No, well, I I do, I do really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your story, but for those that are just listening right now, what is the name of the podcast, Adrian? Strangers Abroad. And it can be found on? iTunes and strangersabroadpodcast.com and my Instagram handle, which is the same exact thing. And it'd be great if you checked it out. Boom. There you go. We'll put this in the show notes to make sure everybody uh, gets a chance to look at it. And ladies and gentlemen, till next week, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.